The following program contains views and opinions which are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody! What's coming up on today's experience? Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, but the Bible teaches there's a time to laugh, and we have the master of sound effects, Captain Chris. That's important. The review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. It's almost like reading an old cartoon of Marmaduke when you read the news. It's just like, really? That's so bizarre. Anyway, life lessons for our faith that we can actually use if we decide to be doers and not just hearers of the word. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? The answer is simple. I was the baby in the family, and I always got what I wanted. Also, Bible trivia that will uh, for fake and yet for real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. To the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I'll be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here's the proof. I've done that open thousands of times. And then there I am going, that is talent. Okay, here's the bottom line. The reason this show is a little different is this. We don't know what we're doing. Okay, we're not up here going, we are professionals. <laughs> no, we're not. Just like Captain Chris did in that little clip. <laughs> no, we're not. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. You know, when you go to church and you see somebody and they don't look at you the way that you expect them to, and all of a sudden your brain starts coming up with all these bizarre things. Oh, well, how huffy. They don't like me. And yet it's got nothing to do with anything other than the person had a bad meal. That's what we're talking about, living life as a Christian. If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, don't let it die of loneliness. We want you to reach out. You have an opportunity to share. It can be a praise report. It can be a prayer request. It can be a question. Maybe you're trying to figure out what happened to roller skates. Weren't they fun at one time? Could be anything. Bottom line is reach out to us. Call 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972 972- Four four five zero seven seven zero. You'll end up talking to Captain Chris. Let me help you out real quickly. Ready? Talking to Captain Chris is like a completely mellow, undisturbed sleep. <laughs> yeah, and then you will be. I 
Now, you could be snoring. I don't know. But if it's a good sleep, undisturbed sleep. I got a lot of sleep last night. I got more than four hours in a row. I was really happy. Anyway, not just by phone. You can also text us, 214-210-8483, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Also, you can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. I'm going to send you up to the website. And then when we get back, I got some really cool news. You'll be like, wow, that is cool. Wow, that is cool. Uh, bottom line on the website, we've got the video up there. We've got brochures up there. You have an opportunity for prayer requests and praise report on the website. If you want to keep them private, we will be glad to pray for you. We will be glad to rejoice with you and share your testimony. If you don't want to share it on the air, we'll do it for you. Not a problem. Plus, there's this opportunity to give, and we believe it's very important to sustain the ministry because Don won't let us on the air if we don't pay the bill. It's pretty simple. So if you have that opportunity to give, please do so. Check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. Very, very, very much like a cherry pie. That was pretty good. All right, so bottom line is we want you to be able to reach out to us to enjoy the show, to participate, to fellowship. You don't have to do anything. You know, we have it on one of our brochures. You can just sit there and uh, listen. You can do whatever it is that the Lord's putting on your heart. Maybe you want to call in. Maybe you just want to listen. Maybe you just need to know this one thing. In spite of what you're going through, Jesus loves you and is forward-looking to the great time that we will all be dancing on streets of gold and having a feast and having an awesome time with the Lord. And don't forget, in heaven, there are no calories. So that's a good thing to keep in mind. Uh, here is uh, some of the things I want to give you an update on. You won't believe this. We've been praying uh, for all these different things, and we've been getting a lot of answers of late coming in. I got a text from my daughter regarding Easton. Get this, because we've been praying for Easton. He went in for major surgery. They had to do an implant by his shoulder and by his heart, right? Just watch this. They're already on the way home from the hospital. It's like my daughter texted me going, we have never had a hospital visit with Easton this short ever. And it was a surgery. It's like, wow. And so just keep praying that the infection stays far away. It can go up to like five to seven days, but he is doing fantastic. And it's just like, what happened? What happened? I'll tell you what happened. The grace of God happened. You know what happens? The situations that we bring before the Lord, they don't go the way that we anticipate or the way that we've expected because the grace of God inserts and changes. So let's offer up a prayer of praise and thanksgiving. What a wonderful, wonderful thing to hear as a grandpa. Let's pray. Father, we come before you right now. We thank you and praise you. How awesome of a testimony. How fantastic of a testimony. How incredible of a testimony that you have granted us in hearing about how Easton is doing. We are blessed beyond measure. 
And we thank you so much for your graciousness. And you know what, Lord? You've been answering a lot of prayers for our people. You've been doing a lot of wonderful works. And we have things we're working on. And we try to, you know, stay strong in the faith. But sometimes we overlook, Lord, the those answers that you bring. And so we apologize for not giving you thanks appropriately. And we say thank you for everything you're doing. Forgive us for not acknowledging the moments where you do great things and just looking to the next issue. Forgive us for that. And help us to always give you the praise and the honor and the glory due you. We offer it up in the name of Jesus. And I know the people in the audience are saying amen and amen to that. Here we go. Isn't that good news? It's just like amazing. It's like, what happened? I'm just going to, okay. Okay. What? I have no electric bill? Okay. Okay. I'm just going to do that. Uh, bottom line, bottom line, bottom line. Let's get into Matthew chapter 6. Where we are at uh, Matthew 6, 25. Many of you will like me for a little while, and then maybe not so much after I'm done with this, but we'll see Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. This is Jesus talking in the Sermon on the Mount, the number one speech ever listened to by mankind, period. Not even close. Here's what he says right in the middle. Ready? Therefore, I tell you, uh uh-oh, don't worry about your life. Wait, what? Wait, wait, back up, Jesus. Back up, buddy. What? What? No, no, no. Don't you see all this stuff that's going on? Don't you see what's going on in our government? Don't you see what's going on with the gas prices? Don't you see what's going on with food? Oh, yeah, you're going to multiply that. I forgot. Okay, but don't you see all this other stuff that's taking place? What do you mean, don't worry? You you speak that, Jesus, as though it's a choice. Uh Uh-oh. Do not worry. This is a choice. We can decide because of God's faithfulness not to worry. Uh Uh-oh. This is like, wait, wait, wait. This is coming back on me? I've had enough. I don't want that. How much we worry should be an excellent indicator of how much we are not trusting God. So if you have a worry meter and it goes 1 to 10, and your worry meter is 2 or a 3, I would think, hey, you're doing a pretty good job of trusting God that he's going to get you through or get you out of or get whatever it is going to bring in, going to bring out, however it goes. But if your worry meter is at a 9, If my worry meter is at a nine, that is a strong indicator that I am not operating in very much trust. Remember that scripture in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart? Yeah, not so much. If my worry meter is that far over, where is your worry meter? Where is your anxiety meter? Because everybody who has worry and anxiety, it's not abnormal to have it. It's just how much of it do you have and how does it process through our lives? That's the question. How much of it grips us? Most anxiety and most fear and most worry has to do with the future. It doesn't have to do with something that happened in the past. It might have to do with something that could happen now because of the past, but it's not actually from the past. It's about what's up and coming. And the answer is simply how much do we trust God for that which lies ahead? Here's something I absolutely know. 
I do not know what is around the corner. But I know him who does know what is around the corner. And because I know him who knows and controls what is around the corner, I am not required to yield to the feelings of the moment that say, oh, no. I don't have to do that. I don't have to Scooby-Do it. I can stand from, actually, I can underdog it. <laughs> Think about it. Because I don't have to give in to worry, to anxiety, to fear if I am genuinely trusting God. That's the challenge, right? All right, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Hello, Captain Chris here from the David Spoon Experience. I help coordinate the radio show, and we're looking for a few good people to join our crew and become representatives, ambassadors, and stewards of the radio ministry. Now, you may be thinking, well, gee, I'd love to get involved, but I'm not very qualified for ministerial positions. Me too! The truth is that because you are a child of our Heavenly Father, that you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you seek to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, you already have all that you need to have to be part of this ministry. Uh, but Chris, don't I need to be perfect? <laughs> no! Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website, and then click on the Ambassador's Initiative link. Fill out the form, and we will reach out to you. Sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position, though you may appeal to a higher power. What is the David Spoon experience? You get into the Word of God, and something's going to happen that will blow your mind. Ready? The law of the Lord is perfect, Psalm 119.7 says, able to restore the soul. And I've been in... I've been doing this for a long time, and in my 42 and a half years of devotions and in my diligent devotion time, I kind of separate that between the two. I cannot tell you, it must be thousands of times where my attitude has been, and then I've went into the Word of God, and I came out different. It wasn't anything that I did as much as God speaking into me what he knows about his creation. And so I'm asking you, I'm pleading with you, even if you've been a Christian for 50 years, for 60 years, nay, for 70 years, like the Apostle John was on the island of Patmos, be in the Word of God. It is alive. And it will give life and impart life to you through God's Spirit. People come and they read the Word of God, and they're like, well, I get nothing out of it. Well, they don't mix it with faith. And the Word of God, the promises of God not mixed with faith are useless because you have to be engaged with God and know he's going to speak. And people are like, well, that's a, 
that's a lot of requirement for me to get in there and read the Word of God. You want me actually to believe that God's going to speak to me? Yes, because he will, and if you don't, you won't hear him. So when you open up that book, take 30 seconds, more than you ever have before, and say, just in this moment, just at this time, tune me in, Lord. Help me to hear what you have to say. Speak to me and let your word breathe life into me. If Jesus Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas, where we have one of our faithful listeners on the line that wants to talk to us. Let's send him on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Brother Roger again. Hey, Roger again. How are you? <laughs> okay, what's going on? How are you, my brother? How are things going? I'm, hey, you know, your worry speech, it kind of hit home a little bit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, I guess all you got to do is quit, you know. Just, that, that's what I mean by quit. You repent, say, forgive me, and go on. Don't don't go back to the worry, you know. Yeah. Don't go back to it. Don't go back. Don't so. turn in your heart backwards like they did, like the children <laughs> of Israel did. Don't be looking backwards. That ain't going to help you. No. That, so that, that's a good, that was a good speech about worry. I know, uh, you know, a lot of people don't realize that uh, worry is a sin. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes I fall short. <laughs> you know, you know, Roger, again, I do too. I, I, there's times where I do it and I think after I go through my bizarre back and forth in my own brain, then I go, right. what am I doing? It's like I almost <laughs> like go, what is going on here? Why am I even back and forthing on this? I mean, if I believe that the Lord is faithful and he is, then what's the problem? Right. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, I should probably think that. Well, <laughs> then what you got to do when that happens, remind yourself of the promises. Amen. Uh oh what are, what are the promises? They're, oh, they are yes and amen. <laughs> exactly. The promises are yes and amen. That's right. Excellent job. Excellent call. Very good, brother. Yeah. Well, it's. Just, uh, I haven't been able to listen as much as I, I've been missing calling for a month of Tuesdays. <laughs> you ever heard that one? Yeah. <laughs> well, brother, you, you're a blessing and a delight. Let me just tell you. And I love it. Because you know yeah. what? You know what I love about you? You're like, you're like. You're the brother that's like, I am what I am. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, yeah. well, I've got a brother. Uh, you know, if when I talk to him, it's like, okay, I got to turn on some kind of other ear music. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, and I, I love my brother, but I, I have a hard talking time talking to him because 
what comes out of his mouth ain't so pleasant sometimes. Yep. I hear you. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, but I love him anyway and I want to fellowship with him. So sometimes I have to sort, uh, kind of sort out the, the language of it. Yeah. But God, God knows everything I'm thinking, everything I'm saying, and He sorts it out. So, if He can sort it out for me, I can sort it out for my brother. Amen. Just forgive him. Just forgive him before I, 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 when I get on the phone with him, I say, I forgive my brother before I even talk to him. That's that's so funny you said that. I've actually done that. I've, I mean, I'm telling you, I've gotten into a conversation where I knew it was going, and I thought, Lord, forgive me for really wanting to either yell or just hang up. Or <laughs> so I I relate to that. I do get that a hundredfold. I do understand yeah. that. That's a good line. That's good. Yeah, good I, job, brother. I'm just, I, you know what? It's a learning experience. The it is. Christian life is a learning experience. Yes, it is. You grow, you grow from glory to glory to glory. Amen. And you're not, you're not always going to get it right. And sometimes when you do win a victory in overcoming, you might have to go through it again to overcome it again. Yep. But you will overcome in the end. Yes. When the end comes, you will be an overcomer because if you ask Jesus Christ into your heart, he will come into your heart and he will deliver you from all unrighteousness. Amen. And that's a promise that he will keep. Yep. Boy, oh boy, you should be preaching. <laughs> but, okay. I'll, I better let you let you go on with your show. Okay, I'll brother. end up preaching the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, brother. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, but you know, uh, you, you've been been a big part of my life. I used to listen to all the uh, talk radio, and all they did is talk. They didn't solve no problems. So, and I'm so glad that I found your show. That. Some of my problems are being solved through laughter, the the gifts that you have, and and the, and and your show has just been a blessing to me. That's uh, cool. And I just, I just, uh, it's a wonderful. I live in the best of times. We we people need to realize, you know, you you talk about the gas prices and this and that. We're living in the best of times. Yeah. The best of times. We got to get it in our head. This is the best of times. Yeah. We're and we're doing really well. When your nation defines people as poor by people who only have one big screen TV, that says something. <laughs> <laughs> so we're <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Is there really a poor yeah, if you were poor, you chose to be poor. Yeah, you didn't. <laughs> that's a that's just a choice. Good, good job, mean, brother. You know, I don't mean money. I mean you 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 chose to be poor and and sad, and it's time to get glad and get happy. Amen. Jesus, Jesus did it, did it all. Amen. I'm gonna let you go. God bless you. Thank you, brother. 
All right. R- Roger doing a great job sharing and telling. I mean, at first I wasn't sure where the second and third part were going, but then I liked it. <laughs> I'm like, hurry up, hurry up, get to it, Roger. Then he gets to it. And it's like, oh, that's good. <laughs> that's how it goes. Yeah, you can tell we're never going to get to the rest of this segment because, hey, that's the way it goes. Uh, by the way, Ken asked a question. It's really an interesting question, and I, I cannot give him the answer that he wants, but I can give him an answer. He's like, you know, when we get up to heaven, are we going to have our pets there? And then, and there's a lot of people that that, that want to know that. I mean, that's a very serious question by serious uh you know, people are like, look, I just want to know if my pet's going to be there. The problem is, from a scriptural point of view, there's no way to define that it will or uh, your pet will or won't be there. I mean, you can't you can't take a scripture and make it say something. It's you know, it's kind of like, hey, you're not going to be able to do that. But I always defer to Billy Graham in this answer because his answer was better than mine. He didn't use scripture when the young boy asked him, will my puppy who was killed be there? But he did use this sense of wisdom, and I appreciate it. Not saying this is a scriptural background, but I like the wisdom that was given in the moment. And he said to the little boy, and don't try and make a theology out of this, so just relax. But he said to the little boy whose puppy got killed. So he had a puppy, and his puppy got killed. And so he asked Billy Graham, is my dog going to be in heaven? And Billy Graham responded, if that's what it takes for your heaven to actually be heaven, then your puppy will be there. And it's like, okay, that's good. <laughs> that's good. Look, I, it's not a scriptural backing, but I, how do you not like that? I mean, come on. I mean, you got to have you know, heart and emotion. In fact, you know, our Levi, he's getting old, and we know, you know, that's coming and that's coming. It's like it breaks our heart. And, uh, you know, you, you just think, well, you know, the Lord knows what he's doing. He's not going to let us have any sorrow when we're up in heaven. In fact, I think one of the things that people think is going to happen is you get to heaven, and then, uh, you know, it's just going to be a reliving of all your dumb stuff. It's like, no, it's not. <laughs> It's like, no, it's not going to be like that at all. And uh, since the Lord is the one who gave us feelings, he's the one that can help us coordinate feelings. And uh, I have a great confidence in God that joy will be the number one feeling that we experience in heaven. Because that's what it says. That's what that 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 part I don't have to fight very hard for. All right, so I I do I I got some other questions that people are asking, and we're just gonna kind of go with flow and see what happens. But you know what? I want to make sure that like what Roger again just shared. I have things that I want to share, but what I have to want to share that doesn't mean it's right. I'm just this is what I got. This is what I prepared. It was it was really good to hear what he had to say about a few things that were significantly important, which is we we actually have it pretty good. I mean, comparatively, not a not a ton of uh, you know um, unsanitary scenarios for most of us. We most of us have indoor plumbing. It's like you know that's a, that's a revolution that nobody nobody thought of for years. Although there was plumbing in the time of Solomon, but we'll talk about that another time. So the the bottom line is that we really do have a lot of graciousness and a lot of gifts from God. And then when we have something and we bring it in prayer and there's an answer instead of going gee was that the lord because that's what a lot of people do don't do that just say thank you and you'll see more of those answers coming not less does that make sense okay we'll take a break and then come back you're listening to the david spoon experience right here on kwam 770 the truth station here in texas short break we'll be back don't go anywhere What is the David Spoon Experience? Imagine yourself on a rocket ship racing at a thousand miles an hour into space. 
Once there, you can sense the power and the presence of the majestic and the divine. You forget about your troubles and your fears, and you just float in peace without a worry in the world. There are no struggles, no pain, no discomfort. It's soothing, calm, comfortable. But then the show starts, and you realize that none of that stuff has anything to do with the show. What were you thinking? The David Spoon Experience, only for the brave of heart and the bored. The David Spoon Experience. This is really, really important. Who do people say that Christ is? Now listen to this. Some people think he's kind of like a John the Baptist-y guy who's just a wild guy who goes out there and, you know, uh, dressed up weird and has weird things to say. This is what the world thinks. Some people think, and in the other passage, he's like Elijah or Jeremiah or one of the great prophets. And it doesn't matter what any of those people think. It doesn't matter what – it matters what you think. And that's the ultimate answer. It's like, what do you think? Who do you say I am? And that's the answer you have to have. And so he says, you are the Christ, Jesus. And then Jesus' response is, blessed are you because you know this. And we're all looking for blessings from, you know, Cracker Jack boxes and lotto tickets and winning free pizzas and the whole thing. And it's like, dude, you're blessed just because you know who Jesus is. Matthew sixteen seventeen says this. Jesus answered, blessed are you, Simon Barjona. For flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Here's what I want you to get. This is why this is a cool little teaching. Do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? Do you believe that he is the Son of the living God, that he is the Christ himself? Do you believe he is the Messiah? If you believe that, humanity did not teach you that. You did not capture that or catch that it was revealed to you same word for revealed is to pull the layer back so it could be seen or understood it's kind of like opened up or it's a revealing process is really what it is and the revealer is god almighty for you to believe that jesus is the christ means that god the king of the universe in your personal life pulled back the covers in your mind and said, look, and you went, wow, 